This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, as we leave Brighton on Saturday, we fast-track ourselves forward to Wednesday as 2,000-odd Bees fans are going to be going up the motorway to Villa Park. <laughs> for our first game against Aston Villa for Christ knows how long, but 60 years or something ridiculous. So uh, very excited about that one. But obviously Villa last season was in the Prem, Premier League. We know nothing about the Premier League. I mean, that's, that's up there somewhere. There's nothing to do with us at all. So we thought, instead of us trying to guess what Villa are up to, it's better for us to go to and get it from the horse's mouth. We're speaking to Ryan Pitcher from Heat of the Holt blog, the Villa blog. How you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Thank you. You were probably reading a little bit because you uh, probably should have got a bit of a victory on Sunday, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, we should have uh, should have been out of sight. Uh, Twenty sixth attempt on goal again. Lack of being uh, not being clinical enough, uh, which is pretty much the uh, story of our season as well as late goals. But um, you know, I, I think overall the general consensus is uh, is rather positive. Uh, results will come. That's good. I mean, I'm going to ask you, obviously, like I said, you were in the Premier League last season. You're now in the Championships. How is life in the Championship for you? Um, different. I mean, when we when we came down, I think fans were generally excited. Um, in terms, Not not excited that we've obviously been relegated, but excited that we might actually get some wins on the board, obviously, after last season. Uh, I'm sure you know what it's like being a, a Brentford fan, travelling home and away every game, um, spending thousands of pounds on tickets, travel, etc., and just getting beat every week. It's just heartbreaking in. It's almost like uh, a member of your family is just constantly letting you down uh, week in, week out. But um, in terms of the championship itself, um, I mean, we've only obviously had the one win so far. Um, I think fans are more excited, obviously, with the, the Zia regime um, rather than the Lerner one, which were just uh, slowly decaying. Um, and, and, I mean, you look at how much we spent in the in the summer, um, you know, we've got an array of talent up front. And uh, so hopefully uh, we should come good. So, I mean, Jay, should come, I mean, we talked a bit earlier about the fact that you had loads of chances to get Forrest and it didn't quite come off. I mean, 26 chances is quite a lot. But I mean, yeah. looking at that, the fact that you're actually creating chances, do you think that's, you know, boding well for you? 
creating chances, yeah. I mean, I think our, our, one of our biggest issues is when I when I look at Villa this season is uh, there's a great debate surrounding Jordan Ayew. Um, he's, he's not a, he's not your typical goal scorer. He's not going to go get you 20 goals a season. And I think Di Matteo is kind of supplementing that by putting him out in the wide areas. Um, the biggest problem with when you play AU out on the right or whether it be out on the right, left, wherever he's playing, is he often drifts, uh, which means um, you've got no natural width there. I mean, you saw it against Forrest. I mean, for me, he was man of the match. He created a lot. He was picking up pockets of space. Um, but there are times, and there has been times this season, where he's been playing out on the wide, uh, on the wide position. And because he's drifting, uh, when you are flooring forward, it gives you no natural width. And I think that's been one of um, Villa's biggest problems for many seasons uh, in terms of getting out to the wide areas. Um, creating chances. Uh, I mean, Kajia obviously had a, a few chances yesterday and uh, you might feel aggrieved that he didn't put one of them away. Uh, again, I'd like to think something's going to come off sooner rather than later. I mean, we're due, we're due for a nice, comfortable win uh, with the amount of chances that we're, cr- we're creating, not just yesterday, uh, but in, in the games prior to that, excluding maybe Bristol City. So, yeah. I mean, looking at, you, looking at your games there, like I said, I know you've, got, you've had one victory so far, which is Rotherham. I mean, 3-0 against Rotherham. I know everyone everyone put Rotherham to go down. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the, one of the one teams that actually beat us <laughs> this season where they actually scored with their one shot and then got about 45 men in defence to not let <laughs> us score. But, but other than that, like I said to you, you, you've lost the way to Bristol City. You lost the way to Sheffield Wednesday. You had a few draws as well. And I'm just wondering, I mean, you, again, talk about this, is down in the championship. And I think sometimes what we've seen is that when teams drop down a division, especially when you're so used to being up there for so long, it really does take the team itself and also the fans sometimes time to acclimatise to that division. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me personally, I mean, I've been, we've been in the lower leagues, even below, lower than this, like 35 plus years. So we're yeah. only used to this. And I can tell you there's some absolutely wicked away days down there. I mean, we were in yeah. Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic away day, big beer festival as we walked out the station. We had a right laugh, even though we lost it 2-1. I'm just wondering, you had any decent away days so far? Um, well, I've been to all the away games. Um, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say decent away days. Uh, Bristol City, um, I did a little write-up on the Bristol City away game. Yeah. Gonna have to, excuse me, the train's going past. Um, I did a little write-up on the Bristol City away game, and Bristol City I found disappointing because the, the atmosphere in the away end, it just doesn't hold inside of the ground. Um, yeah. So it was one of, the, one of the worst away days. Um, Derby away, uh, it was a, a 0-0 draw, so it was, Good atmosphere, um, yeah. but you, you very. Re- I think the thing is, is when we talk about away days and we talk about uh, talk about atmospheres and such, is you're very much reliant upon the players to give you something. Obviously, yeah. that, because of what's happened over recent years, there is a a bit of a lack of trust, as uh, as you can imagine, between yeah. the, the fans and the players. Although we've got a completely new set of players, at the end of the day, is they have to be winning games. Yeah. Um, I mean, at Villa Park, it can go flat at times because. It's a little bit of a slow build-up, but there's still that kind of distrust there. Um, so that kind of, although we try and generate an atmosphere, um, particularly away from home, um, it's, it's, it, as you can imagine, it's just really flat um, because we're so used to losing games of football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, for us, we were used to losing games for years. So what we've actually did is we've built our away game kind of like what England fans do, where you build it in and around the match, and the match becomes yeah. a bit of a pain, actually. So for us, yeah. the typical great away day is when you go out to a town and it's just the best day ever. And it's almost like what happens inside the stadium becomes slightly irrelevant. And if you actually have a victory and the atmosphere is great, it's actually a bonus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Well, so this is, I mean, from, yeah. from, from, from my side of things, it's like, because I live in Windsor, although I've been a Villa fan all my life, um, born, born in Lincoln, I live down, down Windsor way. For every home game, for example, I have to travel, um, you yeah. know, 100 odd miles. Just, just for every home game, and then obviously the away games depend. Unless I mean Brentford is just down the road for me. I know yeah. quite a few Brentford fans who live in our uh, live in our village near Windsor. Um, so it's difficult because obviously from from my perspective at least, it's not like your typical kind of away day. Usually you'd get on the train and there'll be loads of Villa fans and it'll be brilliant. Whereas for me, yeah. we've got to kind of travel up by ourselves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's totally totally different from what you what, what you have with your mates. Yeah. So. No, I hear that. I just 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 interesting as well because this, this is quite interesting for B fans because we don't you know we don't come across too many Premier League teams that we play against. But I'm just wondering, you've been on a downward spiral for a while. What was the reason for your fall from grace? Um, well, I mean, it, it was in, in the hands of Lerner. I mean, when you, when you, I, I think if Lerner could do it all over again at Villa, I think he would do. Um, obviously, he came in, he was looking to splash a bit of cash, spent lots and lots of money. Some of it, some of the signings were really good. There were a few duds in there, you know, uh, Victor Bay on, on huge wages, Rio Coca to a degree. There were a few duds in there, but obviously there was a few brilliant signings. I mean, Ashley Young. Uh, I think he played his best football at Villa, and we made a nice profit on him. Uh, James Milner as well. Yeah. Um, you, you look at some of these players that we brought in, um, and we were challenging. We were, we were challenging, and I'd say it was that last season, um, having been in the finished sixth twice in a row, and we were eight points clear of Arsenal uh, in the top four with eight yeah. games to go uh, in the third season, and we thought, here we go, we're on for the promised land, and yeah. um, and then we. <laughs> We just bottled it and again finished sixth and yeah. and similar to you i mean you've just said obviously you know players come in for your, for your star players as it were uh, because you're no disrespect little, little old brentford kind of thing you know <laughs> you meant a challenge mm-hmm. um and and likewise with villa in the premier league you know when you've had a relative degree of success on the pitch obviously the the big players come calling and there's nothing you can do and obviously learner it's not a, a not a never-ending trip of money i think in hindsight what it would have been best doing is is you know similar to thing like uh, Bill Kemwright at Everton where he kind of drip feeds and they've kept him steady um I know that might show maybe a lack of ambition to a degree but yeah. it keeps the the ship steady as it were um yeah. but that was that was where we failed and obviously you know having struggled for five years or so of drab football managers coming and going playing awful football um not spending that much money um it was just, yeah, it was, it was the inevitable, inevitable was bound to happen. So. No, no, I couldn't hear that. So, I mean, it's interesting because exactly nine years ago today, Brentford was yeah. 14th in Division 2. Yeah, Villa yeah. was 6th in the Premier League. Yeah. So uh, the fact that the two teams are sort of kind of evenly matched right now, do you think that's yeah. something that's quite difficult for Villa fans to swallow? Um, not not necessarily to swallow. I mean, obviously, it must be great for, for a Brentford fan in terms of how well they've done in the two years in the championship. I mean, no one would have had them down for a playoff finish and even a respectable ninth last season, you know? So, I, from, from a Brentford perspective, it's obviously from really good. From a Villa's perspective, obviously, we're so used to being in the Premier League. We're so used to playing at the highest stage. Um so yeah, it is, a, it is a little bit of fall from grace in terms of going down, uh, not necessarily the opposition that we play, as uh, they're, they're there on merit, uh, regardless of where you're from. Um, I think from our side of things, um, in terms of this season, or at least what I've seen, excluding Rotherham, who just kind of rolled over really, and, and mm-hmm. we're, we're there for the taking. Um, I, I think 
teams, because we are a big fish, there's no denying that in, in this pond uh, that we find ourselves in, as our Newcastle, I gem- generally think that teams may be perhaps to a degree up their game uh, against Villa. Uh, yeah. Villa Park is, in particular, it's a nice pitch to play on. Um, it's a lovely stadium. Uh, obviously, with rich into tradition, uh, good history, good fan base. I mean, it's almost like teams, you know, are, are going to be coming here and, and almost, you know, almost like a cup game, you know, yeah. things to prove. Um, so I, I think that's the difficulty. And I think that's where Villa really, we need to get stuck in. Um, yeah. We have to realise that teams are going to raise their game 10, 20% yeah. when it comes to Villa yeah. Park for the large yeah. part. And that's the difficulty in which we're finding it in terms of... Uh, Difficult acclimatising uh, to the division. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I get that as well. Interestingly, I mean, your turnover, I think, the last your last accounts, your turnover was 115 million, and yeah. ours was 10 million. Okay, <laughs> and, you, and you spent 50 million on players just in this window, and I think yeah. we we spent one and a half million on a player with a broken, dislocated arm. Who's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just gone on hospital, he's yeah. and he's out till uh, till January. Now, yeah. uh, I just want to know: Do you really think, though, just doing that is Spending that money is the way forward in this division. <laughs> Only time will tell. I mean, uh, the, uh, you know how it is in terms of, I mean, you, you look at the, the prices for, for goal scorers, even in this division, it's absolutely insane. Um, I mean, 15 million, Kajir looked sharp yesterday, but I mean, you, you're talking about, uh, go rewind a few years. I mean, we brought in a Benteke um, for, for what, six, seven million and see what he did, even though we were struggling, you know. Um, I mean, my dad My dad originates from down south, and he's a, an avid QPR fan, and just before the window, we were talking yeah. about it. And uh, we were talking about it, and, and 12 million for a 31-year-old in, in Ross McCormack. Yeah. It's, it's silly, silly money. At the end of the day, is I, we still, we're still yet to see what, what remains from Tony Zia, the new owner, obviously, came in. And obviously, it's great that he's spending money. I just hope that he's not going to go down the same route as... Uh, as Randy Lerner. I think yeah. to a degree, uh, clubs like Villa, um, clubs like Newcastle can come down and maybe for a couple of years, what with the parachute payments and stuff, and obviously because they are big clubs, is they can attract the top talent at the championship um, and, and possibly even attract players that are coming out of the Premier League to go, OK, I'm playing for a big club here, you know. Um, I think we can do that for a couple of seasons, but the problem is, is if you don't find your way back up within those couple of years, you start to fester, you do a Leeds, you do a Forest, you do a Sheffield Wednesday, you start to fester, and that's yeah. the biggest problem. So from a Villa fan's perspective, um, regardless of how much money goes into the, into the project, if you will, if you will um, mm. we need to look at coming back up immediately, if not certainly next season. Yeah, it's interesting as well. I mean, I mean, from the flip side for us, is that, you know, don't spend that kind of money. I mean, we bought Andre Gray for five hundred thousand pounds from Luton only a couple mm-hmm. of seasons ago. Sold him last summer for nine million. So yeah. you know, there's, I would say there's always a flip side way of doing things where you know you kind of look up for the top talent up the top. We look yeah. at the top talent right down below and sort of and, try and give them a chance. You know, exactly. just quickly. Yeah, just quickly. I mean, we're gonna. I'll just go through quickly. And I'll try and just go through for the Villa fans out there because. A lot of Villa fans have probably got no idea about Brentford players at all, so I'll give a little bit of a vibe about who we've got. You know, who we've got a rundown of, the, of our team. Um, we got at the back. We got Dan Bentley. We just got from Southend goalkeeper Button, who was going to come to you actually because your yeah, we um, goalkeeper, goalkeeping coach um, Tony Parks. He, uh, yeah. he loved him. He thought he was great, but it didn't happen. 
And Button left to go to Fulham. Thanks very much, Button. Yeah. But Bentley's coming. <laughs> Brilliant goalkeeper. He seems absolutely fantastic. Then uh, last season, we were a bit dodgy at the back, to be honest. You scored quite a lot of goals last season, the season before, but also let in loads of goals as well. Mm-hmm. But we shored it up with uh, Maxine Collin, who's a great defender, really classy. Centre-back pairing of Egan and Hardy Dean, who's the only player actually left over from our championship or promotion side a few seasons back and also mm-hmm. from the playoff side as well. He's in there in the middle. And then we've got Andres Bielend, who's our record signing, €2 million. Euros. But then he got injured. I've been a football manager before. Yeah, he's a great player, <laughs> but he, he, he hasn't been able to make his way back in the side because okay. we've had a sort of set defence, and uh, he's been out for a year, but he came on half-time at Brighton, and he yeah. played really, really well. So I've got a feeling he might sneak in at left-back, even though he's a centre-back and a centre-mid player. Um, Ryan Witts, called the Ginger Messi. We got him from Shrewsbury Town. <laughs> Watch him, mate. He's absolutely brilliant. He'd be sort of marshalling the midfield. Uh, Scott Hogan, which you probably know about. Scott Hogan, mm-hmm. we bought him for Rochdale for 750000 going to be uh, Andre Gray's. Uh, Andre Gray's um, the top boy in our team. He got mm-hmm. injured for two years, came back a few months ago, scored seven goals in about 180 minutes. We put him on for 10 minutes at a time. And he looks mm-hmm. like he's very sharp as well. So we got him. And also Lewis McLeod. We seem to get these players and injure them after a while. So he came in and then he got injured. He fell over a twig, I think, which is the truth. <laughs> and he was out for two years. He's just come back in the side. We got him from Rangers as well. So he's looking pretty hot. Um, as well, and we talk about Hogan and the money. I mean, seven hundred fifty thousand pounds we got him from Rochdale. And if you see him when he plays, he's a very, very good player. I mean, interesting. Who's, who's the players to look out for from the Villa side? Um, yeah. I mean, you look at our team on paper. I mean, it's full of quality players. It's just about making them gel. I mean, obviously, Kajia looked sharp yesterday, um, carrying a huge price tag. So we'd expect to see uh, a bit from him. Um, again, he's very Benteke-esque. Uh, I saw from yesterday and we saw at Bristol City last season uh, when he notched 20. Um, McCormack, um, he's settling in. Uh, he's scored a couple of goals. Um, obviously, uh, again, uh, a renowned championship player. Um, AU, uh, obviously we spoke about him briefly. He's uh, drifting, drifting all all over the place in all kinds of positions. Excuse me, another train coming past. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of our defence, uh, I mean, it didn't necessarily show yesterday. And um, before the Bristol City game, uh, we were really impressed with the likes of uh, Tommy Elphick and, and obviously James Chester's come in. Defensively, we should be quite stout. Um, I still think there's question marks over our goalkeepers, so you might want to put a, put a few on Galini in goal. Um, but, but yeah, there are, there are key players. Uh, Yedinak as well, I, I suspect, might come in to, to shore up the midfield. Uh, without Yedinak and Tishabola playing Westwood and, and Gardner, we are a little bit lightweight. I tend to find that um, our opposition tends to pick up some nice bits of space in our midfield area. Um, so if you've got those two playing on Wednesday night, you might, uh, you might, pick, up a, uh, you might pick up a result even. OK, interesting. So listen, talk about the game on, on Wednesday. Brentford played Villa for the first time since 1953. The Bees have actually never, ever, 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 ever beaten Villa. But with the Bees in eighth, the Villa in 17th, do you think an upset may be on the cards? Um, ugh, it depends what, what, what Villa show up. It really does. I mean, put it this way. If, if we create as many chances as, as what we did against Forest, um, particularly in that second half, the, the first half was a bit of a drab affair. Um, if we create as many chances, if we're a bit more clinical, we, as, as I said earlier on, we, we're... We should be. We're on the verge, uh, I, I foresee, of, of tonking someone. Um, and I hope that's Brentford. <laughs> um, so, so, so we all, we, I can see us turning off and just burying every chance one week. And we'll be like, it, 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 we've finally arrived. Um, 
again, obviously Brentford, great result uh, away at Brighton. Fantastic result. Anything can happen in football. Um, I, I mean, obviously I'm going to sway towards Villa and, and, and I'll have Villa down for a win. So, so give us a score prediction. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. Okay, 2-0 Villa to the heart of the hole and besotted here. Billy Grant, I'm going to say one all. I think we've had a big result at Brighton and we'll just tap it back a little bit. We'll be happy to take a point from you boys. Lovely. So, uh, but listen, anyway, Ryan, great chatting to you and a good little bit of info there as well. And like Wednesday That's night, it. we'll be up there. Enjoy from lunchtime. We'll be up there from lunchtime. <laughs> Loads of people taking the day off work and they'll be up there from lunchtime enjoying in some beer garden somewhere because apparently it's going to be 28, 29, 30 degrees or something like that. Yeah, so we'll be enjoying... Day. Enjoying the, the joys and the sunshine and the, the, the views of, of Birmingham um, all <laughs> afternoon. And hopefully as, uh, on Wednesday night, we'll be going back with well, at least three points. Even though I said one. Hang on, pocket. <laughs> all right, mate. All right, lovely. All right, cheers. Take The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.